Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2020. Alright Lone Star Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights, and I am your humble host as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, Again, we are not on our usual night of Sunday. I had technical difficulties last night, so we're doing it again on Monday. Who knows, maybe we'll make it a regular thing to happen on Monday. Uh, Go ahead and chime on in comments where you are watching from tonight. uh, We got a special guest with us. Jarrah Hutchins is truly a great woman. She really is. Uh, She was brought to my attention. Uh, Let me go ahead and transition to you. Uh, So she was brought to my attention by my wife. Uh, Jarrah is... Actually, you know what? Jarrah, go ahead and tell everybody who you are, what you do, and yeah, just kind of go from there. Well, I think think your wife... uh found out about me because I've been doing some uh, online learning for people uh, with uh, their firearms. Um, we, we, you know, we have to adapt and overcome, you know, when we're in situations like we're in right now, with COVID-19. Uh, and, and I saw a lot of panic buying um, happening. So I think uh, that's how she got a hold of me or, or got, or got wind of me. And, uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I'm a I'm a firearms trainer by trade. I've been doing it for ten years. I've been shooting longer than that, though. I grew up around guns. Came from a hunting family, and then um, man, just kind of got in this gun game about a decade ago, and and been running with it. And I consult for different firearms facilities, so I help people build them, and then I help them with their event structures. I teach them how to do gun events because that's a super niche thing right now, but it's a really great way to get people into your facility to kind of turn them on to the sport of shooting. Uh, So you, you connect people through events and through networking and things like that. And then you pair it with firearms and that gets them in it. They're having fun with it. And then you can kind of sell them on training. Um, I also write training programs for firearms facilities. Uh, so Texas Gun Experience, and if you want to go on their website or find them on social media, uh, their website is texasgunexperience.com. And then you can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Texas Gun Experience. Uh, this is my fourth range to help out with uh, in, in the last uh, eight or so years. And uh, it's been super fun. We just opened last uh, November. And uh, we've just been busy and, and kicking it ever since. And we've got a really cool demographic. We're in Grapevine, Texas, but we, we service Hearst, Euless, Bedford, Southlake, Trophy Club, Colleyville, um, you know, all those areas too. So we're a busy facility. Um, and we've got a great staff. Uh, I teach there too. I do uh, a lot of their introductory classes in Texas License to Carry. And I, uh, I focus a lot on women and youth. I uh, think that's a very underserved market. So I also have a, a training company called Clearing the Chamber, uh, and I uh, that is my my personal training company where I focus uh, on 
women, uh, especially in moms. Uh, so I started that in 2018 and it's been roaring ever since. And I do some clearing the chamber stuff with Texas gun experience. Um, but when I'm, when I'm at TGE, I'm teaching for TGE. Um, and uh, I have a nonprofit called Wade, which is the Women's Awareness and Defense Endeavor. And I raise money to teach single moms and low-income women defense and firearms. Uh, they need it. And uh, they need it more than, than probably anyone that I can think of. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start it. And uh, I got a pretty cool story um, when it comes to Wade that I'd like to kind of share with you really quick. Um that kind of inspired Wade. Um, I had a lady, um, I'm in, I'm in a bunch of mom's groups on Facebook and they, uh, you know, they talk about a lot of stuff in mom's groups. Um, they talk about a lot of trivial, ridiculous, retarded stuff in mom's groups, if I'm honest with you. Okay. (laughs) Um, but one thing that mom's groups are really good at doing is coming together when there's a need. And, uh, that's just something moms are really good at doing. And this lady, popped in this mom's group and she, to which took a lot of guts to say, uh, cause this is a big mom's group. There's like 8,000 women in this group. And, uh, she said, you know, Hey, I really need some help. Um, I found out that my husband, so this is her second husband who she has a child with, but she has three children from a previous marriage. And she said, I, I just found out that my husband has been molesting my daughter. Oh, goodness. From from my previous marriage. And it's been going on for about a year and a half, and I didn't know about it. And my, my daughter finally told me. She said, so I've, I've called the police. I've had him removed from the home. Um, he's made threats against me. So I went out and I bought a gun. She goes, but I don't know how to use it, and I need somebody to train me, which is so smart. She was yes. so smart to ask for that. Um, she was ballsy to, to even ask for help, period, right? Um. And this woman is Egyptian. Um, so her family, her story is so crazy because after I trained her, I took her out for coffee. But I'll tell you that in a minute. Um, but uh, she she found out on a Saturday. Uh, or she found out. Uh, yeah, she found out Saturday morning, had him removed from the home on Saturday, reached out to the mom's group on Sunday. I got tagged by about 19 people on this wow. thread because a lot of these moms are my clients. And um then I had her in the range on Monday morning because he was still in jail, but he was going to bail himself out of jail. They have to build a case against him. They can't just take her word for it. And that's due process. And that's what we want. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> but in the interim, we have to be able to take action against people who might make threats against us and who might act on those threats. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people scream, you know, about due process. A lot of people scream about red flag laws. That's what you want. You want a fair trial. You want there to be due process, but you want the Second Amendment to step in in the interim and go, hey, I know that this is what has to happen, but I also know what you did. And if you come at me, if you come after me, this is what's going to happen. You know, that's so it's it's a good process. Um, but a lot of people don't they, they miss that Second Amendment piece. And they're like, um, you know, these emergency protective orders are just paper and they don't do anything. They don't. Right. It's a paper trail of, you know, I took all of these precautions, right? So it looks good for you in court and that's what you want. So, you know, definitely if if something's happening to you, do the emergency protective order thing, okay? Um, But also train, right? Make time, carve out time in your calendar for your safety because it should literally be priority number one. It should literally be like, make money to pay the bills, 
right? And also you need to have a defense education. Like everybody should have one. It blows my mind the number of women that I've been talking to for years about this that say, oh, I'll, you know, I'll get to it or I just don't have time right now. And then they get mugged, they get uh, raped, you know, something bad happens to them. And then all of a sudden they're coming back to me going, I wish I would have done this years ago. Does that make sense? Um, but yeah. this, this, but this chick said, "I'm doing, I'm getting this done now." Okay, and so I had her at the range on Monday morning, and trained her on that gun, gave her some drills to do at home, uh, made some videos for her that she could go back and watch and refresh herself, um, you know, with some dry fire exercises at home. She bought herself, she bought herself a little bursa, right? And that's another thing that the gun community does that I really hate is they poo poo on gear. Yeah. You know, all the time. And I'm like, well, if this if this is what she can afford, you know, then then this is what she's this is what she needs, you know, and she shot very well with it. And um, <clears throat> she you know, I, I talked to her about because she didn't have a license to carry. So she could only have it at home, which is basically what she wanted. And so I talked to her about, you know, safe storage of firearms around kids and things like that. And then um, and, you know, lo and behold, he he did continue to threaten her when when he got out of jail. Luckily, he didn't really act on any of those threats, but she was confident that she was now prepared to defend her kids. And that's, that's what she needed. Right. And uh, I took her out for coffee after the training. And she was like, never in my life did I ever think that I would have a need for a gun. I never thought that this would ever, anything like this would ever happen to me. She goes, and, and I've been through a lot of stuff. You know, she was Egyptian. Her family basically sold her to the sky um, who brought her to America, married her, had three kids with her, divorced her because he was in love with someone else. But according to their religion, he has to be married to her a certain number of years. As soon as those years were over, um, he divorced her and uh, kind of left her in the dust. And then she got remarried only to find out that her husband's a scumbag that was molesting her daughter. And so I thought to myself, you know, after this ordeal with her, I said, you know, the Second Amendment isn't just for people who can afford it. Yeah. Um, it's especially for people who can't, uh, who really do have to take matters into their own hands, uh, like her. And so I started Wade and it's in the process of, you know, it's getting its 501c3. Um, but I started to go fund me. Um, I did one round of fundraising, literally did one post on Facebook. This is how cool the second amendment community is. Um, and I did one post on Facebook and raised like 1600 bucks. And uh, I was able to put four women through the entire, my entire academy for that. Um, because a lot of these gun ranges will work with me for discounted range fees and stuff like that. But I have to make sure that I'm making them whole. You know, I can't just go around asking for free stuff. So I'm going to these, you know, gun ranges and I'm, I'm asking for, you know, some discounted range fees and a little bit of time. And they, you know, a lot of them will work with me. Um, you know, and I put these four women who are, you know, low income or single mothers through this and it changed their life. And the coolest thing ever about these four women is they're all minorities as well. So I put three African-American women and a, an Egyptian woman through this academy and, and they're now they're ambassadors for Wade going into the African-American community, going into the Egyptian and Muslim communities and saying, you need this education. Like we need it more than anybody because they've been indoctrinated and they've been, you know, brainwashed into thinking that, you know, guns are bad. And so uh, that's that's a really cool thing. And I would love to continue to grow Wade in the future. Uh, and then I uh, also am a brand ambassador for Alexo Athletica, which is the coolest, uh, you know, concealed carry activewear on the market. Amy Robbins 
did such a great job designing it. And then she came to me and said, Hey, I need somebody that literally carries every day of their life, but is active and works out, and, you know, and all that stuff. And that, uh, wants to test this for me. And cause the, you know, the market's going to be skeptical about it in the beginning. Um, and I, I did, man, I've done jumping jacks and burpees and worked out and ran and, you know, just to test the gear and, uh, and it's, awesome. And I could not be more proud of her. So if you want to look into this ladies, if you might be watching, man, she's got running shorts, she's got leggings, all kinds of different designs, colors, you know, and, and they, and the gun stays in place, you know, and there's even extra pockets for, you know, if you want to carry extra mags, if you want to throw your keys in there for your cell phone, all that kind of stuff. So go visit alexoathletica.com. It's A-L-E-X-O-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-A.com. And, uh, and check out her stuff because, man, she did such a good job. And I was honored to be asked uh, to test that out. Um, and and I, w- I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, uh, just to, and if, then, if, 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 sorry, I don't mean to cut you uh, off. But uh, you're good. Uh, for, for those who have been listening for a while, uh, y'all might have y'all, y'all probably heard this episode. But uh, if you're if you're new to the show. Go back to one of the past episodes. We had Amy Robbins on, uh, I believe, November of 2018. Great episode. She introduced us to, she told us about Alexo. Um, This was following the Time Magazine thing. That's where I met Amy. Amy is absolutely a gem. She is wonderful. I love her to death. So and, innovative in the industry too. Yeah, she is. Uh, she she is really cool, and um, she just had a baby. Congratulations, Amy! You're... She did, little Samuel. <laughs> so and he's cute. he's so cute. He's uh man. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got I got <clears throat> no, sidetracked. And, cool. and, and another cool thing about it too is you know she she didn't know that she was ever going to be able to have kids. She had she had given up on that dream. Uh, her and Drew did of having kids. And that's when Alexa was born because she was like, I've got to, you know, I got to go find a purpose and a passion if I'm not going to be a mom. And so she started Alexa, but her and, and Drew continued to be faithful in the Lord's plan. And, uh, and, you know, just kind of accepted and trusted him. And then all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she gets pregnant. Um, she had had a myriad of miscarriages and, um, she, uh, just really accepted that, you know, she was never going to be a mom and that was a hard thing. And now that sh- now she's been rewarded. That's, that's amazing. Or, yeah. She's, she's incredible, man. So, uh, it's, that's been, she's, she's been a good friend. Our friendship has been really cool. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> started Wade and, uh, going to continue to work on that. <clears throat> Texas gun experience is it's going great. Clearing the chamber is going great. We're reaching people all the time. And then, um, you know, and now, um, I'm, uh, gonna, you know, I really haven't said anything. You actually, you got, you got the exclusive on this, man. Uh, <laughs> I haven't said anything to anybody yet about this part. Um, so I've, I've batted around going to gunsmithing school for about seven years and, uh, Zeke Stout, if you're not following him on Instagram, you need to be following Zeke Stout. Who's the uh, former host of master at arms on the discovery channel, um, ha- now runs a, distance learning gunsmithing school and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a whack i'm gonna give it a, a go um you're a badass and, uh, chick man i'm just I'm, pretty, I'm just gonna say that <laughs> like pretty stoked about about that man because i love the mechanics of firearms and that's probably my favorite class to teach is you know the the sections of my intro to handgun class where i go over the anatomy of a firearm and it's that's the thing that women love is they're like okay i can see it 
you know, in, in motion now. I can see it, you know, how it works because a lot of women really struggle with how the mechanics work. Like how does the round get swept from the magazine into the chamber? How does it get swept from the magazine into the chamber at the correct angle? Why does this slide thing move? What are these parts? You know, what's a grip safety? What's a drop safety? What's this slide stop notch thing do? You know, and the difference between revolvers and semi-automatics, and you really have to break it down and teach it. And I learned that, you know, a few years ago when I, when I really started to get into guns, because when I was going through all my training, I was taking all my training from, you know, from dudes that were impatient and unkind, you know, and just, you know, were really like, oh, I don't want to teach these, you know, women or whatever. And there weren't a lot of female trainers. And so when I started to get these certificates and pick up this knowledge and I started teaching women, which is a very underserved market, women are underserved market, the African-American community is the underserved market, the Latino community is an underserved market. And we got to be getting in there and touching these people. We got to get to them and let them know this is important, because if we do that, it'll never be a question of whether or not our gun rights will will ever be infringed upon. Um, But we're not going and touching the right people. We're not giving them voices. Um, and so I, I said to myself, you know, I love to teach this so much. Um, I would love to be able to, you know, really dive into the mechanics of, you know, firearms and, and really get into the, you know, maybe, maybe even get into the woodworking, the Cerakoting, the bluing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so Zeke really gave me a cool opportunity to be able to do that. And, um, I'm excited to get started. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, so, all right. Now I want to ask you about what we brought you on for. You are <laughs> all right. Uh, you are just all around, just a just so cool. Like I want to be just like you when I grow up. Um, but my wife brought to my attention something that you're doing right now, and this shows <clears throat> your innovation and your ability to adapt. And that is because I mean we're right now we're in this craziness of like a quasi martial law lockdown so to speak and you are finding a way to train people while we're at home tell me a little bit about that what what got this idea going and how'd you develop it um well i i was in quarantine (laughs) like all of us are Right now. And I, uh, you know, and actually, you know, it's all, it's been kind of a welcome break for me a little bit. Um, I, I, I took the first few days and I got a lot of stuff done, cleaned out the garage, you know, reorganized the storage unit, all my laundry's done, books have been read, you know, right. And then I thought, okay, now I got to get back to it. And, um, you know, what's the next project? What's the next you know, thing to think about or innovate. And, um, I was, I was checking my email and I got some messages from some people that had been followers of mine for, for some time that, that went out and bought their first gun during this, you know, COVID-19, you know, situation. And they said, all right, so I got this gun now, now what, you know, that was the question. Now what? And, uh, they were like, can you, you know, can you train me? And, and a lot of the ranges were shutting down at this point. So retail, retail gun establishments, you know, retail spaces were considered essential, but the range was still considered leisure until, uh, you know, attorney general Paxton, you know, brought down his opinion on the situation, uh, when he was asked. And so now some of the gun ranges are opening back up, you know, little by little. Um, but I, I said, you know what, that's a, that's a good question because, and I started to think about it and I reached out to some of my other trainer buddies and I'm like, you know, we got a lot of people 
that ha- that are have panic bought their first gun and they're actually in a lot of danger mm-hmm. because they 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 got this ammo probably the wrong ammo they probably bought four boxes of full metal jacket you know and uh took it home and uh now they're fiddling you know fiddling around with this gun with their kids in the house they don't know how to store it they probably don't have a gun safe uh, and they need to know this stuff. And a cra- crazy statistic, too, is, you know, in the state of Texas, only 4% of the population has a license to carry. Mm-hmm. Now, you may you may or may not agree with, you know, needing to have a license to carry on the body. And there's differing opinions of that. But I think one thing we can all agree on is the education that comes with it is vital. And um, there, so so we all know gun ownership is a lot higher in Texas than license to carry ship (laughs) okay and so that means that only four percent of gun owners have this education and this isn't you know about you know teaching you how to shoot a gun this is talking about laws regarding safe storage around children uh this is you know laws that surround your ability to carry on your body but not just that It, it goes over you know carrying in your car having guns in your house um it goes over a lot of the law that you need to know. And so deadly force um, when it's allowed, when it's not. Yeah. And what deadly force is, you know, and repercussions and, you know, what you can expect from the justice system and things like that. You know, a lot of people don't understand that shooting someone, even in self-defense is a crime. You have to be cleared of the crime. Okay. You have to go, you have to go and justify your actions and you have to be cleared of this by a judge or a jury of your peers. People don't get that. They say, I shot, I shot someone in self-defense. So what? There's still due process. You still have to answer for that. You still have to explain that. Okay. And so um, I said, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to do, I'm going to just to test the waters. I'm going to do an Instagram live and I'm going to do a Facebook live. I'm going to advertise it. Uh, and then I'm, I'm going to do, uh, you know, I'm going to do introduction to handgun because you don't necessarily have to go on the range to be introduced to your gun. Right. Um, you can be introduced to your gun via dry fire exercises. Um, and then now uh, the only, and the only thing you're not going to get out of a distance learning introduction to handgun is going to be, you know, recoil management. Uh, and, and that's fine. Um, you know, but you need to get to the range, obviously, as soon as possible after that so that you can understand how that all works and put it together. So <clears throat> I said, you know, we, but we're going to have a lot of people that have panicked about these guns that don't know what they're doing and they need to get an introduction. So I did an Instagram live and um, it had 106 students in it. Wow. And uh, I, I, yeah, and all I did was I just pushed it out one time and people started tagging people in it, you know. Husbands started tagging wives and wives started tagging husbands and brothers and sisters and friends and all that. And uh, it was an hour. You know, we've we all have time to sit through something that's an hour now. We've got nothing but time. okay? (laughs) And um, and then I did a a Facebook live the next morning. So I did an evening one on Instagram and then I did a Facebook live the next morning. And that class had 51 in it. Wow. Um, and then at the aftermath of it was, you know, that video has been viewed, I think, a few thousand times now um, on both platforms, uh, which is good. And uh, people have shared it. Um, and now I'm doing for um, a, a realtor uh, contacted me and said, I want to do a, a three series class with you. I want to do it for my realtors um, on Tuesdays uh, for the next three weeks. And then I want you to do 
situational awareness and non-lethal weapons the first week. I want you to do introduction to handgun the second week. And then um, do uh, introduction to draw from holster and draw fire drills on the third week, which is totally doable. So we're going to do, um, you know, like a Zoom meetings with that so that people can continue to learn at home. And then once all these ranges start opening up, uh, they can kind of put that into practice on the range with the eye and ear protection safety gear uh, with, you know, learn about that recoil. Um, but I'm teaching them, man, I'm teaching them about ammunition. I mean, a lot of these new shooters don't know the difference between, you know, full metal jacket and hollow point. Um, which is vitally important uh, in in domestic situations. Now, I mean, if the boogaloo goes down, we might not care, but... um, (laughs) You said the big igloo. Oh, my God. We're going to get shut down by the NSA. Oh, my God. Um, But it's been been cool. And then I've I've seen some people follow suit, you know, online. I've seen some other trainers that I'm friends with that follow me, and I follow them, and I've seen them follow suit. I'm like, you guys need to start reaching people in your community and... This is a distance learning thing that we can do uh, and we can we can get it out there and we can get people trained up that way that, you know, we lower their um, we lower their uh, risk of, of hurting themselves during this quarantine time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that is fantastic. You know, um, training is absolutely important. Now, our organization, we don't believe that that training should be mandated by the government, but we still understand the importance of it and we highly highly encourage and recommend and push for people to get that training if they don't know about it. I mean you can go to you can go to ranges around uh, in rural areas you can find anything from what you're talking about basic introductory introductory familiarization to your handgun all the way to advanced tactical courses and these are all great pieces of information to to learn but what is but your point about targeting the demographics that seem to be getting left out is so super important, not just for our rights as a whole, but because the the right to bear arms is a natural right for everybody. And it's not just for the old white dude. It's for, it's for women. It's for, it's for blacks. It's for uh, Latinos and Hispanics. It's for women. It's for, uh, gay, lesbian, transgender, whatever. It's for everybody. And reaching out to those communities, I got to applaud you. You know, I, I know that you're a woman, and so this is personal to you, but, you know, reaching out, teaching three black women and an Egyptian woman how to defend themselves, that is so commendable. And I seriously, that that is amazing. And that is what we as a gun rights community need to be doing, is we need to be reaching out to these other communities that aren't represented and getting them to join our cause as well. Um, because they have to be the mouthpiece, you know, they have to be, you know, and it just, it takes one, you know, it it takes, you know, it takes one and, and you'll see if you, if you really pay attention, you're really starting to see a rise in gun ownership and second amendment advocacy in the African-American community. I mean, they are, they're getting it now. Um, you know, and, and it's, and it's because of people like Collier Noir and Maj Trey and Tony Simon and Kevin Dixie and, you know, these guys that are out there and, you know, Argo J, um, you know, these guys that are out there really pushing it, but they're, but they're pushing multiple messages, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're pushing multiple messages. They're, they're getting into the mindset. They're going in, you know, Kevin does a really good job of going into the urban community and and getting these kids young and teaching them why they need to be good dads, you know, and say, look, this is part of being a good dad. 
you know, this is part of drawing a bloodline in the sand and going, everything that's happening in your family prior to this is over. You're starting in a fr- you're starting fresh and you are going to do this the right way. Okay. And it, it blew my mind. You know, I was in St. Louis two weekend, two or three weekends ago with him because we do a big, uh, we're doing a big train and learn right outside of St. Louis in May that you should totally come to. Um, you would have a really, you would have a really great time with this, but it's only for people in the industry. And we're, teaching people. We're like, we're doing a ton of gun training. It's outdoors. It's super fun. It's really tactical. And then, um, we're, we're teaching people how to, you know, film good content. We're giving people opportunities to film good content with like the top 50 second amendment, you know, uh, social media influencers out there, um, that they, they come to this thing. And, um, it was so cool to, it's so cool to get to know these different people and see, get a broad spectrum of what the second amendment is really about. Because, it means something different to you than what it means to me, than what it means to Kevin, than what it means to Maj, than what it means to my sister's keepers, you know, all these different people. It's different. Okay. And he, he takes that and he goes, look, this is what it means to you. And so when I was in St. Louis with him, you know, he was telling me, he goes, there's so many black people in the ghetto that don't understand that it's legal for them to own a gun. Wow. They think that just because they're black, they can't have one. They still believe that. They don't get it. They haven't been educated. They're ignorant. And it's what they believe. And this is why they're voting the way they vote is because they don't know what they can do. They don't know their power. And nobody's going into these urban communities. Nobody's going into these Spanish-speaking communities. You know, at Texas Gun Experience, we have the one of one of only three Spanish-speaking licensed to carry instructors in the entire DFW Metroplex. There's millions of people that live in the DFW Metroplex, and there's only three people that teach a Spanish-speaking LTC. Wow. Do I believe that you should learn how to speak English? Yes. However... I also believe that while you're learning English, you should be able to defend yourself. And somebody needs to come and teach you that. And if you can't, if there's a a language barrier between us, we need to figure that out. We need to come up with a solution, right? And so you're seeing a lot of, you know, it's just incredible to me the, the lack of education in these areas that need the Second Amendment the most. And so it's not even about necessarily them having guns. Right. Um, They should be able to, um, you know, as long as, you know, as long as they're not felons or whatever, you know that. But they they need to be able to to have access to this stuff. But more importantly, they need this education and we need to be giving it to them. And I see I see the government back and grant and pay for so much stupid shit. (laughs) You don't say (laughs) boggles my mind. That firearms programs in urban communities, in, in poorer communities, aren't a thing. Like, well, why because, wouldn't they be a thing? Because guns are evil. They kill people. Don't you understand? Think of the children, okay? The children are dying and people are getting shot up. And you know what? We just need to take all the guns away. That's why. This didn't start happening until you did that. This didn't start happening until they did that, Okay. Mass shootings were rare, and they still are in, statistically, but mass shootings were rare up until people started to get real squirmy about guns in certain areas. But, I mean, I, I went to school. I, was, I didn't graduate high school until 2000, okay? I've barely been out 20 years. 
And we could still bring long guns in racks in our trucks because we hunted before and after school. We had rifle teams. We had shotgun teams. Like, and nobody shot anybody. (laughs) Because we were educated on the mindset because that it was part of the culture. It was instilled in us. It was ingrained in us. And then you take it away and it's like, it's like trying to shelter a child too much. You know, it's try. it's like, it's like telling a kid the stove is hot <laughs> and telling them not to touch it. You know, don't touch <laughs> it. Well, they're going to touch it. They want to touch it. They want to know what the deal is, you know? And that just, this is what absolutely blows my mind. And this is why the fight for two A has come to where it is now is because in an effort to shelter people or try to keep people safe, you're taking away their ability to make decisions. You're not teaching them how to make decisions, good decisions, good choices. If we went into, you know, and that's what Kevin Dixie does is he goes into these urban communities and he says, this thing, this gun here is about a mindset. And this is the mindset that you should have behind it. And this is when you pull your gun and this is not when you pull your gun. And he's permeating these communities where he lives. And that's what we have to do, you know, and and I, I, I set up a challenge. I challenged uh, the people. In my state, um, I testified at the gun rights hearing over in uh, Brookhaven College when they when they came through Dallas. Uh, and this was the one that was before the House represent the state House representatives. And then they did one in Austin that was before the state senators. And I wasn't able to make that one, but I did testify before the House. And you know, there was uh, I think sixteen House reps there, and uh, we had you know this thing was eight hours long. And uh, it was my first time to testify in a hearing like this. And I can tell I can tell you 20 things they do wrong every time. But um, when I got up to speak, I was, you know, and I'll send you my testimony. I mean, it's like three minutes long. I said, you know, at the, at the toward the end of it, you know, I, or I was like, you know, we, we've spent five hours talking about the filling out of forms and, you know, you guys wanting to try to make private companies comply even though they're privately owned. And then, you know, you're blaming social media and the internet for inciting violence. And then in the next breath, you're wanting to utilize social media and the internet to infringe on the first and fourth amendments of American citizens. And at the end of the day, all this boils down to is that there's 16 people sitting in front of me that have no idea what guns do. (laughs) You don't know. You have no idea. And so the problem would be solved Okay, I promise you, if each and every one of you got on your platform that you have, your big platform, and you encouraged the citizens of your districts to support small businesses like gun ranges and gain for themselves a defense education, because everything that we've talked about over the last eight hours has been complete BS, because simple physics dictates that the only people that are going to be able to purposefully respond to an active shooter situation are going to be the people who are already there. And yep. if the people who are already there know what to do, it's it's the same thing. It's, it's like we encourage people to go out and take CPR classes and first aid classes and first responder classes, because the first, the person who's going to be able to save that choking individual, the person that's going to be able to save that person that's having a heart attack is going to be somebody that's already standing there. Yep. And you know, I, uh, general concept. Yeah. And you know, first aid is something that I've pushed on this show as well, because after a situation like that, somebody is going to be wounded. 
And, you know, we carry a gun because police are 7 to 12, if not 30 minutes away. But so are EMTs. And yeah. that's the difference between life and death. What good are you if you don't know how to stop the bleeding? What good are you if you don't know how to if you don't have any means whatsoever to stop a sucking chest wound? That person is now going to die. And you had you trained yourself and kept the gear with you, just like your gun, you would have the means to save that person. But and, and everything about guns with the exception of you choosing which one you want is, is not really subjective. It's a lot of, most things about guns are either fact or fiction because everything about guns has to do with science. It has to do with physics. It has to do with kinesiology. It has to do, uh, you know, their, you know, velocity and ballistics and, you know, things like that. It's all, these things are scientific and so there's only so far that you can go with the gun argument to debunk it because there's only so many things a gun can do. And it doesn't make any sense. So I challenged them. I said, you need to be you guys, you all sitting up there because believe me, you don't want to fuck around and make me run for office. You don't want to do that. Okay. That's going to be a bad, it's gonna be a hard day for everybody if I'm sitting in the chair that you're sitting in. Okay. And I'm going to make a lot of enemies that way. So what I need to do, what I want to do is I want to encourage you to encourage your citizens to go and gain for themselves. And then I would also encourage all of you to get an education because you don't know shit about guns. Like stuff I've heard today has been ridiculous. I mean, if you gave me if you gave me one hour, I could debunk every single thing that you guys have said. And then another thing that really pissed me off about that panel is that Poncho Navarez was allowed to sit in a position of authority on that panel even after he had gotten busted for being in possession of cocaine at the airport a month prior. And I wrote an article about (laughs) cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Oh, he's an idiot. I wrote a really scathing article about, about that for gun news daily. Um, after I found out about it and I was like this and, and he was so condescending and rude to people. And he was like, he was like, well, I mean, I know about guns. I'm a gun owner. He was like, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, being a gun owner is insane as knowing about guns. I know a lot of people who own guns that don't know anything about guns other than what they look like. Okay. So, you know, so he and I, he and I tangled a little bit. And I'm like, if you want me to come to your office and teach you about guns, I'm happy to do that. But you've got to be willing to listen because you don't know anything. Okay. The guy that's sitting right beside me, this old dude sitting beside me could order an M1 Garand in the mail and have it delivered to his house in the 60s. And nobody was shooting anybody. Nobody was nobody was going in and shooting up schools. Okay, so you know these people have they think that that they they have our best interests at heart, or they portray that they have our best interests at heart. But we all know that it's about controlling us. The only they want to be they want to be in a position of authority, like the the guy that runs the Venezuelan country or the guy that runs Venezuela rather. They want they want to be like that. They want to be able to control people like that. In reality, the only person or entity on this planet that has your best interests at heart is you and nobody 100%. else. Matt, Jerry, Jer, you are you are amazing. I just want to I just want you to I just want to say that. I can't stop smiling just listening to you just rant. It's like it's amazing. It's I don't know what other word to use here besides amazing. Um 
before I wrap things up, do you have do you have anything else you you want to say? Or I do, I do. Um, <clears throat> I do have one more thing I want to say. Um, uh, we need more women to be talking about this. We need more women to really commit to this education, and we need them to go to these kinds of hearings and and talk about this in an intelligent manner. Um, there are women that show up to these hearings, and, and God bless them for doing it, and I'm not poo-pooing that at all, man. I think it's great. But <clears throat> what happens at these hearings is the same information is regurgitated over and over again. And if you want to learn how to testify, um, there's there's actually, if you go follow Rachel Malone on Facebook and Instagram, Rachel Malone. She is so cool. She will go where all these uh, gun rights hearings are happening, and she meets with people the night before that want to learn how to testify. Her Twitter and, handle is where is at where is bullet. By the way, she Rachel's yeah. awesome. And she she did a she did a session. We we all met at the IHOP, okay, the night before, and we had pancakes. And uh, she was like, "This is how you testify." And then she took me aside and said, "You don't." I don't want you to write a testimony until you get there. She said, because that's, you know, that's one of your strengths is you can listen to what other people are saying, you know, what not to say again, then you know what to amplify. Right. And so I wrote my testimony about seven minutes before I testified um, because I listened to five hours worth of horse pucky and then I was ready to go. And so I think that we need women who are uh, committed and who are articulate, who have a passion for protecting themselves and their families. Um, we need moms. Uh, we need single women, you know, it, it, whether you have a story or not. I mean, I have a story, you know, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was raped when I was a teenager and that was a big part of the reason why I got so heavily into arming myself. I had a stalker in my early twenties that tried to break in my house, which is a big reason why I like to arm myself. I had someone, uh, attempt to break into my home three months ago while I was home. Oh goodness. And, and he was, uh, very shocked at what he found, uh, waiting for him at the door. So I, I think that it's, you know, the, the confidence that that this education instills in women allows them to uh, help people through chaos instead of contributing to chaos. And uh, we we especially if you're in a relationship, if you're married and you have children, there needs to be consistent messages in households when it comes to talking to kids about guns. We can't have a dad that's pro gun and a mom that's not. Okay, there's got to be consistent messages um, or the kids get confused and and then the education is thwarted. So I really and that's really my mission is to get women on board and and, and encourage them to be badass every day um, because you're a target. People are looking for you. We have a human trafficking epidemic in this country right now. And if you lose your kid uh, 24 in 24 hours, they're in Haiti. You're never going to see them again. They're in Cambodia. They're in Iran. You're never going to see them again. Okay. And you, so you, we, we live in a time where the moms and the women have to also step up and be warriors and protectors for these babies. And you're not going to do it by saying, oh, I'll get to it next week. 
or, oh, uh, I will, really wish I had time for that. You have time. If you let me look at your calendar and your bank account, I can show you nine things right now that you could push off to the side in order to start this gun education, because those things are not as important as your safety. Your safety needs to be tops on your calendar, and we need more women. Jara, you are amazing. Um, how can people find uh, Clearing the Chamber? Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, at Clearing the Chamber. That's my business page. And then I am on uh, Instagram, at Clearing the Chamber. You can also find uh, Wade for Women, uh, the Women's Awareness and Defense Endeavor nonprofit, on Facebook, at Wade, F-O-R, Women. Uh, also on Clearing, or I'm sorry, also on Instagram, at Wade, W-A-D-E-F-O-R, Women. Awesome. Well, Jara, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Uh, ranting a lot about everything this was this was so much fun i had a blast um if you ever want to come back by all means you have an open invitation um so uh i really appreciate your time i appreciate your passion i appreciate your drive i appreciate everything about you you're an amazing woman and i hope that you keep up the good work okay well thank you so much it's been an honor i I love doing stuff like this man so anytime Uh you let me know All right, guys. Until next Sunday, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo. See ya. You all good?